Welcome, Transformers fans, to Optimus Primetime More Than Meets Your Ears. My name is Craig Mahoney. Joining me, as always, is my co-host and good friend, Justin Murray. Justin, how the heck are you? Oh, just goddamn delightful. I hope everybody else is doing great. I hope you're feeling all right, buddy. A lot better than I have been, thank you. A little rough yeah. over the weekend again, um, but all right now. Today's been pretty good. Nice. I mean, honestly, like we were just we were just discussing this. We're recording this on Monday, April twentieth. Four twenty, dude. Well, brah, I haven't smoked weed in three weeks, brah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually having a beer right now. The first episode I'm having a beer during for uh, a long time. Oh, yeah. Um. So, uh, this is five. It was five weeks ago tonight that I first felt symptoms, and we were actually recording that night, and, and um. You know, clearly the virus is running its course right now, but it's almost like an athlete. You know, when you get, I'm not comparing myself, I'm not saying I'm an athlete, but you know, when you, when an athlete <laughs> gets injured no and all of a sudden, like, yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden the injury's healed. And, uh, but then it still takes a while to get back into game shape. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm still just, my ass is, my ass got kicked hard by this thing. And as you keep reminding me when I bitch about it, I'm like, man, it's been five weeks and I still can't get my, I'm, like, I'm still not back to normal yet. You, you know, he's, you're like, you know, it is a global pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> it's an unprecedented just... occasion in history that none have ever seen before. So it is, I understand it's, I understand it sucks. <laughs> it should be shocking. <laughs> like, man, I got pretty sick, you know? Like, I think this thing might be for real. Someone should tell the news because I got pretty yeah. sick. <laughs> well, I knew I would get pretty sick, but I thought like two weeks. So I'm like, all right, that'd be good. But, you know, this is fucking five weeks already. You know? yeah. It's like, Jesus, enough. It's getting to be goddamn ridiculous. This is our our third target to record. Craig missed the last two, and he's normally pretty gung-ho, but, like, that's how you know he's fucked up. But also, as you guys will probably notice, Craig sounds like ass, and it's because we're still in the hotel series, so uh, we'll get that going. But, you know, just bear with us as we get through this this pandemic. Uh, We all have our our cross to bear. You know, Craig got the horrible pandemic disease, and you guys have to listen to it. So, you know, that's the uh, thing that happens, and uh, we'll all (laughs) get through it together, you know? Yeah. But in the meantime, we have exciting episode here that i i'm a fan of and you are uh, you are not so I'll, I'll take the reins a little bit on this one <laughs> but before we start you should mention that uh if you want to support the show if you, you want to support myself and justin and uh some of the other stuff i do you can go to patreon.com slash craig mahoney for a dollar a month you'll get free art stuff to download and we'll be posting some exclusive uh, video and audio stuff up there as well also, you can follow us on Instagram at OPT Podcast, Facebook.com slash OPT Podcast, and of course, you can listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. Um, and also, if you want to uh, if you want to get in touch with us, obviously, you can comment on the Instagram or Facebook, and you can email us, Podcast at gmail.com. So there's all the okay. housekeeping taking place. Uh, before we get in, how, how is your quarantine? Because we, we've been, we're going to maybe do a little bonus episode where we'll get into some extra Transformers media, um, some comic book stuff you, you got some recommendations for. But, uh, well, we should mention that we're watching all these on Tubi. We're going to Tubi.com or the Tubi app. They have all the old Transformers apps. They also have, I think, every single Transformers series, like right up through Prime. From G1 yes, to Transformers Prime, have... you can watch literally every one. Yeah, they don't have Headmasters, unfortunately, which there's still a lot well, of The Japanese to watch one, right? Yes. That's just, yeah. Which is like really every... the only other one worth watching. Beast Wars is okay. 
Beast Machines, you know, Machine Wars, go fuck yourself. And then you get into uh, Robots in Disguise, which we all have collectively decided to forget, which I understand. Uh, and then of course I don't you think get do a... they have Robots in Disguise on Tubi? Yeah, they do. It's on there. Oh, they yeah. do? I didn't know that. Well, you gotta look they, have, they have Transformers animated, and they have the Energon yep. series and all that. Yeah. So if you really that, and they got the original G.I. Joe series, which is cool, and uh, all the G.I. Joe series, actually. They even have yeah. like the Sigma 6 and Renegades and all that shit. If you're listening to this, you're probably a fan of that as well. Uh, any other cool shit you've been reading, watching, listening to? I know you're 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 binging the um the rap show, the witch. Oh, <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> yeah, I've been uh, I've been I've been in a sea of uh, uh, Dark Side of the Ring, which is a phenomenal fucking uh, wrestling uh, documentary series. I don't watch pro wrestling anymore, so please don't comment about all the stuff going on right now because I couldn't give a shit. But back in uh, <laughs> back until Chris Benoit murdered his family, I was pretty into it, <laughs> and then uh, um, that kind of killed it for me. Uh, but uh, yeah, these are great. It's a great literally. documentary series. Hmm? Yeah, it did. It really did. Literally, it literally killed. It killed it and uh, put a Bible next to it. It's really, it's really unfortunate. And uh, but yeah, that's actually how I got into Dark Side of the Ring because they do one on the Benoit thing, which is uh, pretty great. So if you guys are at all into any of that, it's a fucking great series. And uh, but that's mostly just a function of being stuck inside all the time. I've played numerous video games, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm slowly going crazy, but it's all right. We'll get. We're gonna get through this just fine. I, I, I have been reading I have been, as you can books. Imagine. You have or haven't. I started rereading them, yeah, because I only read the first one, and I have the next two, so I'm just trying to, like, get through that. Which, actually, it's pretty great. I forgot how good it was. So I'm, I'm I really have Exodus. I read Exodus, and what's the yep. other one? There's Exodus, and then there's, there's a, two more for that. I can't remember. <laughs> Aftermath or something? Uh, or there's that that I can't remember. There's two. There's two more. One of them uh, is I the had the journey. Yeah, one is the journey from Cybertron. The first one is Exodus, which is the story of the war, and then them leaving. The next one is, like... They end up on with the Quintessons, right? Like Quintessa, which is a cool book. Yeah, and then there's the third one, which is basically like kind of bridging into it's the aligned continuity. We'll get into this more in a bonus episode, but one of the many continuities, the aligned continuity is the most uh, continuous, but that one still kind of feeds into the shitty Michael Bay movies. So you know, um, (laughs) but the prequel that stuff. But the books work well. You 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 can read the books and just picture the original g1 characters of voices in your head and it still works you know what i'm saying oh yeah i know it's pretty good yeah, it yeah. definitely uh it's it's the only one that has optimus prime or uh, orion pax as a data clerk which i massively prefer to the copies and everything else because i like he's a much more interesting character if he's a complete non-warrior that gets thrust in this role rather than like a, you know the every, every fucking action show ever is about a oh this cop has gets turned into a whatever so like <laughs> it's it's a lot more interesting that way but yeah um, and he and he's very much and he's and he come, becomes enthralled with Megatron and is sort of like yes. is on his is one of his becomes is like sort of his right hand man at the beginning and they have a little fall they have a little like a Xavier Magneto thing where they sort of fall out you know and go yeah, their separate very, ways. It's very kind of realistically put together. It makes more sense. I mean, obviously the cartoon isn't meant to make much sense at all. It's just for kids. And then there's been like a numerous comic stuff and we do have a, a bonus episode about the IDW comics coming up pretty soon, which is kind of the definitive uh, comic book series. But it definitely kind of digs deepest into the personalities and how everything kind of happened. And it makes a lot more sense. And then, like, I always feel like the best Transformers prequels, um, kind of, like, you're kind of rooting for Megatron. Because he should start off that way. He should start off as like, oh, this guy's got a good idea. And then it goes bad. And this book is definitely yeah. like that. You're definitely in the beginning, you're like, he's got some great points. I don't really know what the problem is. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's pretty great. But, uh, 
Yeah, what's not great is this goddamn episode. Now I tried, I I tried to, I watched this whole thing, but man, I could not. Uh, there's something about this one. I don't know what it is. I think it was the uh, the human presence of the innocent. I Carly. I th- yeah, I just uh, something something killed me about this one. Uh, and I'm not gonna be all negative because well, you know Billy Bob. Before, but um, <laughs> <laughs> before we get into that, uh, I just want to say on on, on your recommendation. Uh, as you know, but I'm letting the listeners know, I got the uh, Comixology app so that I could uh, have access and you know get the ebook version of the uh, the original uh, the, the IDW Omnibus, which collects the first few episodes of uh, episodes um, issues that run, and it's like it's literally like 250 pages worth of com. It's like eight different comics or something in there, you know, series and and the stuff. Really good. It's a good few day read. You know, it's nice and. It's a good start to the series. I also, you if you get the monthly subscription, you get that you get access to that first omnibus for free with the subscription, and you also get uh, access to free access to the first edition of the collected classic Marvel Transformers comics, which is really cool. It's really interesting going back and reading that, and uh, those, I'm in the second issue of that right now, and that's a lot of fun going back they they do they have a really cool explanation at the beginning for which is a little different than the cartoon for um how the transformers you know kind of got started their origin and how they ended up on, on earth and it's a lot of fun stuff and uh honestly yeah, i'm enjoying the comic explore some other stuff i actually i also bought the uh you know you, are you aware of carl barks carl barks no is that related to Karl Marx is that is that the dog version of Karl Marx please tell me <laughs> please tell me it's a cartoon Karl Marx it's a dog that's what I want it to be well it's similar he's somebody that could possibly have done that he's no he he's, he's a really famous influential comic book artist who did the uh, basically the Donald the Donald Duck and the Duck Universe comic books that gave us Scrooge McDuck and that the DuckTales series is based on. And oh, sure. and honestly, was was also a huge influence on uh, Steven Spielberg and the Indiana Jones movies. Um, but they had some... I've been wanting to get those. As an, as an animation fan and historian, I've been wanting to get into uh, those for a while. And they had the one available. They have a bunch of them available. But they had one... Uh, um, which is a cool read. And it's got the first edition of... Um, <laughs> the first edition of uh, the, I mean, introduction of Uncle Scrooge in there, and just it's fun if you're into classic cartoons, classic comics. I mean, Carl Barks is a legendary name who uh, you know a lot of people in the sci-fi and superheroes might not know, but is very cool. And uh, also, one more thing before we get to the episode, I just finished reading the book Rocket Men on the Apollo Eight mission to the moon, the first guys to orbit the moon, and it is amazing. And if we had more time, I'd get more into it. But you just it's. Even more impressive, when you read this book, it's more impressive than Apollo 11 and the first guy standing on the moon. It's such a, an incredible fucking story. It's literally amazing. It's, it's unbelievable. It's the one where they all caught on fire, is it? No, Apollo 13 is the one where they had to come back. Apollo 8 was basically they were trying to beat the Russians to the moon, and they, were, they weren't supposed to go until like spring or summer of 69, and they ended up in August of 68 deciding that they were going to do it Christmas of 68. And they basically, it was the first manned flight of the Saturn V rocket, and the first manned flight of that of the most powerful rocket ever built, they decided they were going to put three guys on it and have them go to the moon and orbit it and come back. It was insane. They Wait, did which it is the all, one where they all caught on fire? They did it all in 100 days. That's Apollo 13. Jim Lovell was, was a part of both. 
Wait, no. The Apollo 13 is not a story about them all burning alive, Craig. Which is the one? Which is the oh, one? you're talking Jesus about Christ. Gemini One or no uh, Apollo One? Apollo That's One. Like, if I if I horrifically misunderstood Apollo 13 all this time, I was pretty sure they went out into space and didn't burn alive in a space shuttle. But what do I know? <laughs> no, 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 no. I think it was Apollo One, and that's why and that's why it was a huge. You know, it was a big risk because they didn't, they'd never tried this before. They already had three astronauts burned to death. You know, it was a horrible year, 1968 in American history. And a lot of people in Congress weren't sure if they should be spending the money on this. And even the, the head of NASA is like, listen, if these guys go up and die up there, because there was a chance if they didn't get things right, they would just be stuck in orbit around the moon forever. <laughs> yeah, know? like and they would just die up there. And he's like, dude, no one will ever look at the moon the same way and no one will ever think about christmas in the same way so it was a it was a big deal it was uh but it's a great book like just one of the best books i've read in a long long time so just wanted to recommend all that to you kids and now we'll uh mobilize our way oh there you go there it is immobilizer so, uh, you know, it's a great episode when it's named after the invention. That's like almost irrelevant to the plot, really. Like, <laughs> now, last last week I said the next episode was changing gears. Changing gears was the next one in the production order. But as we were discussing last week, they did not air in the order that they were produced. And uh, so, yeah, this was, I think, uh, episode number 16 production wise. But um, aired second. No, it was six. I'm sorry. Episode six production-wise. And uh, as we go through, we, it's, you'll see it kind of bounces around. And then as we sort of get to around 30, episode 30 of the season, the production order and airing order kind of start to line up. And we start seeing the last of the episodes that are exclusively G1. But right now, I, I was excited. I was happy because I did not want the second episode of the, of the second season to be changing gears, which is a kind of lame episode. It's you know another. It's a it's a sort of comedic spotlight on a. Uh, oh yeah, the minibot spotlight you know, episodes are usually like. And I was like, man, that really we're gonna. That's the second episode, and that's all the immobilizer because it's such a classic, iconic wheeljack invention. And just yeah. I I I was literally excited when I saw this. <laughs> Justin, not I as I was much. excited for it. And, uh, I don't know what got me, man. Uh, I think. Uh, it's just the I don't want to be like every misogynistic like weirdo like nerd, but like I just this this lady just drove me nuts. I don't know what it was, dude. Just like the whole time, and like she's this episode does not let you forget that she's in it either. They're like, ah, it's just from this to like Ironhide's weird knee jerk retirement. I mean, I don't know, man. Like this one, this one was a tough one for me to get there. I um, <laughs> I remember by the way, I remember hearing she's like literally, she's literally uh. uh Aside from Chip Chase, the most capable human we meet so far. <laughs> oh yeah, and she's actually like it contributes, and she's yeah. useful. But yeah, I don't know. Something this one just got me, man. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what it was. You don't like I the remember, way she tucks her jeans into her socks over her penny loafers. <laughs> I think I remember. I remember hearing like season one holds up pretty well, and then season two, and then it's always some variation on season two. Well, you know. Anyway, so I'm like, yeah, there's like 50, <laughs> there's like fifty episodes. But I'm starting to be like, oh, yeah, this is when it was kind of bad. Like, there's parts of it, like, it's not a bad show. It's just like, man, there's some times where they're just really shoehorning shit in. And, like, this episode is very weird. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I don't do a very good job of describing it. But, like, Craig, I definitely did volunteer to be like, Craig, you should definitely give the old summary on this one. Because, man, I, I took notes. But I was like, ugh. My notes are like, oh, another fucking thing with the girl. <laughs> like, that's my notes are. <laughs> well, so here's the rundown. 
So it opens at Autobot headquarters with our, our faithful, our trusty mad scientist, Wheeljack, with his, showing up his new invention, the Wheeljack Instant Immobilizer. And the way they're going to demonstrate this is by having Hound project a hologram of Laserbeak, which they are now calling holograms and not holograms like they were in the yeah. beginning of the series. Um, how they were going to immobilize a beam of light, I do not know, but that was the plan. And then Ironhide just casually strolls in, holding his hand up in the air like he's working an invisible sock puppet for some reason, uh, some odd animation choice, sees Laserbeak, and he's like, it's out. Well, first, uh, Spike points out that, hey, it looks exactly like that Decepticon dirty bird Laserbeak getting his best misery Annie Wilkes on. And then Ironhide walks in, thinks it's the real Laserbeak, and basically, like, like so many episodes we've seen before, this starts with somebody showing off an invention, then someone else wrecking headquarters. Yeah, Ironhide wrecks like, headquarters. He's not, he's not really the idiot here. I mean, like, what the fuck do they think's going to happen? You know what I mean? He's the, he's the veteran soldier of the crew. He's arguably the baddest motherfucker there because Optimus Prime has been a soldier for like 20 minutes. You know what I mean? And then he goes in there and yeah. like he's like laser beaks flying around. He's like, you pussies aren't going to do anything? This doesn't bother you guys? You know what I mean? Like, no one told him. And, and, and it's not odd for Laserbeak to just go flying in and out of that joint, as we've seen. Yeah, that is a good point. Like, that's, that's the one time he notices him is when he's not actually there. <laughs> <laughs> so, man. And, and once again, like we see, like we've seen in the previous episodes, somebody messes up the uh, trashes the headquarters and then just goes with a, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's OK. All right. Whoops. That's all right. But in the uh, in the wreckage, what happens is uh, the what is it? The polarizer? Yeah, they, they break the polarizer. And then, like, Wheeljack the polarizer goes, like, on the immobilizer. you guys better go buy a polar polarizer downtown. <laughs> yeah, at, at the radio yeah. or something i don't know where they're going so spike and bumblebee are the two uh you know the two kids so the group gets sent out the gophers get sent down on an errand and like a pair of teenagers instead of going and doing what they were supposed to do they uh, go to go to stop in a video arcade and play for a while in the, back in robot- the glory days of arcade too like yeah. this was back when shit was real uh, again, we have the sliding scale of Bumblebee, who is either like five feet tall or fifteen feet tall, depending on what they need. But at this point, he's the size of a large man. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's clearly larger than everyone else in there, but small enough where he can, you know, bend over and uh, or you know, lean down and get the high score on Robot Resource. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the name Which of the game. so much fun. One of the yeah, it's a sweet one of the programming game. We have to make one sure of the, the many one out. of the many. One of the many great games you could choose from, along with Pan, O, Chu, Ha Ha Ha, SFX, and Hot. Clearly, <laughs> they did not give the Japanese-speaking background artists any sort of direction on what they love Chu, though, you know? Who doesn't remember a nice game of Chu? C-H-U, Chu. Maybe it's named after a guy. I don't know. He's just... Yeah. <laughs> but anyway... So so, uh, and then all of a sudden we meet Carly, future wife to Spike, mother of Dan. Finally makes her debut in this series and uh, strolls minute, up to Spike and wants marries? to know. Shut the fuck yeah, up. Right? Are you serious? I don't know that. Yeah. Uh, I feel yeah, bad for we you. see her later on. <laughs> I don't That's know that. Daniel's That's mom. Dude, wow. Yeah. Man, I wonder Daniel's so annoying. <laughs> 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 that's crazy i didn't know that she's gonna be in the job uh, that's that's a bummer because i mean she's definitely in the show again like this is definitely not the last time 
Dude, she shows up a lot in this scene. Like, I don't know oh, how many times. Come but... on, man. Really? Ugh. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm going to have to yeah, this is not the last. This is not the last of Carly. I'm going to have Dude. to learn to love her. Daniel came out of her vagina. Come on. Yeah, I mean, good for him <laughs> and her, I guess. In her vagina. You know. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. So, Carly makes her debut. She wants to know who the cute Autobot is. And Spike is, you know, it's weird because at the end he's he's very much like, oh, shucks, I want to ask her out. In the beginning, he's kind of like, come on, Bumblebee, we got to go. So, yeah. Girls ruining our fun time, man. She's got well, I think he thought He thought, like I thought, that like she was hitting on Bumblebee. And I'm like, well, this is fucking weird. Like, how's this going to end up? So, it's yeah. Like, just like, yeah. Ugh, he's fucking nuts. Let's get out of here. Which is, you know, fair. That's <laughs> true. That's true. So, uh, <laughs> they walk out the door. Bumblebee walks out. Just erect, walking straight through the doorway of the arcade, which means that the and Spike is literally half the size. Half the size. Spike, Spike and Bumblebee are normal scale to each other, but Bumblebee is walking out the arcade front door, and the arcade is built to scale to Bumblebee's size. Yeah, very strange. The whole thing, this whole sequence is very odd. It's also, it's all, <laughs> it's extremely casual for like how fucking yeah. insane it is. We see, like, we see another, you know, Spike's driving around, and, like, he's, I guess, young enough that he shouldn't be driving around, and then, like, the cop pulls him over, which is yeah. all fine. Like, that makes sense. Like, yeah, well, well, the that's... cop should have pulled him over, not just for the fact that there was no, because Bumblebee was driving like an asshole. Let's yeah, he was. he was. Bumblebee goes tearing up and down the street, does a U-turn with no signal in the middle of the two-lane road. But what we, what we learn in this sequence is that apparently the fact that Transformers are, are on Earth has been normalized. Like, the cop pulls him over and doesn't realize what the fuck's going on, that nobody's driving and, Sp- and Spike's too young to be driving. And then Bumblebee's like, maybe I can clear this up? And he says, you see, we Autobots can transform into anything. And rather than the cop going, holy shit, he's just like, oh, sorry, I didn't know you were an Autobot. You know, so yeah, that's true. Clearly, at this point, people are well aware and they're just accustomed to it being... And we learned... Later on in the episode, how much they know about the Transformers. But first, Ravage is also just strolling down the city sidewalk on yeah, the block and just happens to stumble upon robotic Jaguar. Yeah. Everybody's like, "Holy shit!" Nobody notices. Yeah, it's weird. Attacks, yeah, he attacks Bumblebee and slaps a GoPro camera to his side. <laughs> Which, like, he, it seems like the point of him attacking Bumblebee was to slap that thing on him. Yeah, but I'm like, isn't there a better way to do that than a fucking robotic Jaguar in the middle of the street? Like, what's the <laughs> Why are you why are you being so overt to stealthily do something? Kind of, you know what I mean? Kind of kind of takes the deception out of the Decepticons, but Yeah. It really does, dude. It's not very yeah, it's very it's pretty wide open. Like at this, as we as we've said a few times, at this point, the only reason they seem to transform it at all is just to get from one place to the other. They're clearly yeah. not trying to blend in anymore. No. Everyone knows who they are. Yeah. If they had a Transformer-sized monorail, none of them would ever transform anymore. It'd be like a waste of time. Yeah. So, uh, or if they were just, if they had what they did in the the Prime cartoon where they had the land bridge and they could just, you know, warp or beam from place to place, it would be pointless. Speaking of which, why did they end up? Oh, because they were hiding in Prime. All right, never mind. Yeah. Mike thinks quick, asks the cop if he has some jumper cables, (laughs) attaches the jump cables to the cop's car, and then attaches them to Ravage's ears and electric cables, which is actually pretty pretty clever pretty good it's trick. pretty clever but it requires a lot of cooperation from ravage yeah <laughs> it's like all oh, this hang was, out here ravage was clearly uh preoccupied with with yeah. bumblebee 
<laughs> yeah, we all know a, it's so easy to sneak up on a panther, so I'm sure it's no problem. <laughs> robot panther. He's a robot panther. He's much so, dumber than a regular panther. Yeah. So they end up uh, heading back to headquarters. They give Wheeljack his polarizer, and then he's uh, talking about what the uh, immobilizer can do. Meanwhile, the Bumblebee's GoPro is beaming on all this back to Starscream and Megatron. And uh, the the bug on him is huge. Yeah. It's the size of a sandwich. It's just stuck (laughs) the side of him. Like no one sees it. Nope. It's not even (laughs) yellow. No, it's not. It's like, (laughs) it's so stands out. Ah, dude, it's great. And then they test the thing in there. You know what's great is they test the thing in the fucking arc again when they already realize it was stupid. Like they already like, whoops, we should have done that in here. And then they do it again. (laughs) Yeah. So then they decide to move it outdoors for safety. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And they all go like you fucking idiots. Jesus, really? <laughs> How many did you guys so to shoot a whole go to the woods? <laughs> <laughs> they all go to the woods. And apparent and, and what we 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 find out in a moment is apparently a place that has been blocked off by the government for just the Autobots because yeah. Ironhide is 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 told to stand outside the perimeter and stand guard, and he sees a shape moving through the trees. And immediately decides to uh, try to kill it. He yep. thinks it's a Decepticon. He, he shoots a branch, branch lands on it, goes and finds out it's Carly who survived this giant tree branch falling on her. And his first words to her, what are, what are you doing here? This place is off limits to civilians. Yeah. Which means that and apparently the whole area there has been granted to the Autobots for Autobot use yes. only. So apparently the U.S. government is much more kind and generous to uh, robots from outer space than Native Americans. (laughs) 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 Acres and acres. Hell a whole mountain, why don't you? Tax-free, don't worry about it. Although you could argue that's really more for uh, civilian safety than it is for Transformer comfort. Yeah, especially when that place is pretty much like a whole bomb, like, testing range at this point yeah, with those guys living there you know <laughs> you see yeah the first one who strolls on nearly gets fucking murdered you know? <laughs> so it makes sense <laughs> so anyway um so so they go to have this uh immobilizer demonstration down by the river and uh and in this episode we see like i i've referred to uh Spike as the sort of Jimmy Olsen, always fucking up and getting into trouble. And yep. Carly very much plays the Lois Lane, cert, uh, purposely going out and seeking trouble and end up having to get re- rescued. Oh, yeah. But, this is yeah. also the beginning of Dumb Wheeljack, where once, I think at the end of the first season or the beginning of last season, there's a, uh, there's like a, he makes an invention that doesn't work. But until then, he has his reputation for his inventions being shitty, but they're always amazing. Like every episode, yeah. he invents like, the thing to solve the plot, and then now he's starting to make stuff that not only doesn't make a ton of sense, but usually ends up fucking him over. And this we'll, we'll see yeah. this a lot from Neil Jack this season, which is unfortunate because uh, it really sets up Perceptor to make him look like a fucking idiot. You know what I mean? There's really yeah, no contest. Yeah, it's a shame. You know, it's, yeah, because he was amazing in the first season. Everything he did worked out great. He was easily, you know, he's yeah, arguably one of the most powerful Transformers as oh, far yeah. as his capabilities. Oh, what he can do? And now, yeah, now they basically turn him into the dad from Gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> It's perfect. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. That's exactly who he is. <laughs> so, so, so they uh, decide. Wheeljack decides to demonstrate by immobilizing the water. Uh, probably, who knows, killing how many life forms. 
<laughs> inside yeah, fish sure. and whatnot. But uh, the Autobots are all amazed by this, and they walk out there to test it. Braun even tries to punch a hole in the waterfall to no effect. And uh, and then um, Spike goes all Jimmy Olsen and steps on the fucking remote control, thus immobilizing yeah. Wheeljack. What and now the Autobots, <laughs> yeah, now the Autobots are upset. They don't know. Um, they don't know how the heck they're going to get Wheeljack fixed because he's the only one who knows how to work the damn immobilizer. Meanwhile, while Ironhide is being uh, distracted by Carly and t- taken off his post, he hears gunshots back at the testing range and goes back to find out that Decepticons got in there. While Carly yeah. was, well, he was distracted by a woman's wiles. I mean, it's not surprising. He, like, he shot a tree and a lady thinking they were Decepticons, and then actual Decepticons just flew right the fuck over him. It's like a purple yeah. jet, a blue jet. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. It's not, not really making Ironhide look like them. And, yeah. and, but even if he had seen them, what was he get, What was one Autobot going to do to... No, I know. That's a good point. Shouldn't they have posted a couple more? more of them, really, you know? Yeah, put Braun but, out there. Braun's a bad motherfucker, dude. Like, Braun... Yeah. Braun should be the guard for everything. He's like pretty tiny. He can throw thundercrack on like a bitch. That guy should be like. Honestly, I would, I would go Ironhide, Braun, and Cliffjumper. I think. There, oh, there's yeah. the three hot, three hot heads who don't give a shit. We're always looking for a fight. Maybe a little side swipe out there, too. Yeah, but oh, don't forget, Cliffjumper has the worst aim of any Transformer confirmed because he had a ridiculous long sighted gun. He still fucking missed Megatron with like a mile. It took so long to set up, and you're like, wow, it wasn't even close. Speaking of sideswipe, yes. Speaking of sideswipe, I forgot one of my favorite images in the whole show is his brother Sunstreaker. While like when when Spike and Bumblebee get back from uh, Radio Shack with the polarizer, you see the Autobots cleaning up after uh, Ironhide's wreckage, and Sunstreaker is working what seems to be a giant vacuum cleaner, and Prowl yeah. is sort of sweeping things up there, and it's hilarious, and I love it so much. Yeah. It, is, so, it is great. <laughs> is the least likely guy to be cleaning up it's so weird you know what i mean <laughs> so ironhide finds that the decepticons have the autobots surrounded and and you know megatron's like all right we have you surrounded give us the immobilizer and starscream's like hey we have them surrounded let's just kill them then take the immobilizer yeah good <laughs> idea yeah uh in the meantime how the hell the, so they yeah so then they start fighting with each other other and the mobilizer starts going gets starts getting knocked around megatron gets it and, and then he, he's uh he's standing on top of the dry river and he says you know i always get what i deserve and at that moment the river turns back into rushing water and all the decepticons immediately fall in perfectly timed comedy and trailburg is like yep you definitely deserve that motherfucker and, yeah and so they all, and all the autobots is, um, just laugh there's an amazing quote though right before that happens uh, maybe my favorite quote of the entire season, probably oh, two episodes in. Uh, Starscream literally says, "A Decepticon never retreats." <laughs> he says those yes. words. It's yes. like, wow, man, that's all you guys do. <laughs> I know every episode. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So, uh, so then uh, the Autobots just laugh at the Decepticons, and then they just, as they do, just let the Decepticons get away and go back yep. to their base. Well, because they realize and, it'll wear off now. They realize that they need. Uh, you know, Wheeljack's fucked up. They're like, well, this obviously wears off in like 20 minutes. So all we got to do is take him back. Yeah, they're not worried. But in the meantime, they they're still the going to just <laughs> let the Decepticons go. Like, there's, oh, yeah. what we find out in this in a few minutes is what we find out is that everybody knows exactly where the Decepticons are, and they just let them stay there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so Carly asks if she can come back to the headquarters, and Bumblebee will be like, yeah, sure. 
Don't ask. Don't check with Optimus or anything. So Carly goes back and she gets an Ironhide is very dejected. And he's like, I'm sorry, Prime, and I'm out of my blah, blah, blah. And he says, I'm retiring from active duty. Yep. And Prime Optimus is like, is sounds like, good. Well, he doesn't even talk about it. All right, buddy. He's like, Whatever well, if that's say. how you feel, if that's how you feel, then I won't stand in your way, but I'm going to miss you. And then as Iron Knight's walking by, walking past, he says, I miss you already. It's <laughs> just, just, I love the way. He doesn't have anywhere I'm to go. He's you. in the next room. <laughs> What are you missing? It's fine. He's right there. <laughs> so then Carly asks if she could get, if he can give her a tour. And what we learn is that the Autobots oh, have a huge uh, oh, man. Yeah. armory. With a missile huge ammo room. Yeah, just tons of shit. You know what's cool is they have, a, they have a wall. I, I, I noticed this and I thought it was such a cool detail. They have a wall of like Wheeljack and Hound's missiles that they wear on the shoulder. It's just like a light of them, which I thought was so fucking uh, cool. Man. Yeah. It's just a nice detail to include in there. I was like, ah, yeah. It makes sense. You gotta get those things back. And then a shelf full of human-sized hand grenades. Apparently, too. Yes. Carly grabs one. Yeah, which I didn't uh, even know well, what Iron Knight. Like when she grabbed, it. you figure it out later on. But I was like, it looks like she just grabbed like a, a handful of lettuce or something. I was like, what the fuck <laughs> is this? I I figured out the second time I watched it. Uh, but Ironhide is like, yeah, we wish we didn't have to have this stuff, but as long as the Decepticons are around, you know, we might have to use it. And then Carly's like, hey, you know, why? somebody should just go to their undersea. Carly basically says what I've been saying for the last fucking however many episodes. Oh, yeah. Somebody should just go, go to their undersea hideout and, and get the fuck. Which, which implies the fact that the average human on the street knows they have an undersea hideout and where it is. Yeah, and as, and as we'll soon see, it's not made out of some kind of space-age polymer that's impenetrable. It's just made out of some shit, shitty tin. You know what I mean? It's a shitty little tin ship. Like yeah. the seam. So yeah, there's, you're right. There's no like one submarine could like royally fuck up that whole thing. And this is during the the, the Reagan, you know, Cold War, you know, you know, nuclear <laughs> missiles, you know, uh, constant fear of nuclear war and Star Wars and lasers from the sky. 80s. This episode is made in. They can't take it. They. Let's face it. This was if this was if this actually happened, that thing would have got nuked so fucking fast. Oh <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. That would have it would have been dust. It yeah. would have been dust, and no one, nothing would be allowed to swim or live in that part of that ocean for years and years afterwards. That's true. They'd just be Decepticon fingers floating in the water, and they'd be like, <laughs> "Yeah, remember that? Remember those guys?" Also, oh, you know the radiation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I just meant like you know oh, you can see. Person. How would that work? How would that work if they if they if they detonated it underwater? How would, would it get dispersed with the tide? I don't know. Anyway, there you go. <laughs> Carly blows a hole in the side. Well, first of all, you find out that she's just has access to a boat and scuba gear and takes it upon yeah. herself. And this is very Lois Lane, very old school Lois Lane. Lois I'm Lane. gonna go do this on my own. Yeah. And very uh, and, for all the for all the effort that Decepticons have in spying on the Transformers, they really have shit for defense of their own base. There's nobody looking around. Yeah, and everybody knows they're there. It's insane. Yeah, and there's like seven of them. There's not a lot. <laughs> there's not a lot of Decepticons. So she blows a hole in that. I don't know what she's planning on doing when she goes in there, but they immediately catch her. They bring her to Megatron, and then they find out that. Uh, uh, you know, water's starting to leak in from all over the place, so they all run into other rooms and seal that part off, and they seal Carly into the, the one room where the water's still going. And um, uh, what Megatron is just cold. Oh, Megatron just looks at it and goes, 
The show's over. Back to work. Just and it's great. He's like, let's see what happens. Old as ice. right out of a, right out of Rumble's book, just wants to see what happens to people when you do weird shit to him. Which you know, if you were a gigantic like robotic life form, you probably would be pretty fascinated by these little bags of meat. You're like, I wonder what happens <laughs> if we throw them real hard at the wall. Like, oh my god, look at that. Like, you know what I mean? So I like that uh, they they done it a couple times, but I, I really feel like Megatron would be interested and be like, hey, let's see what yeah. happens if we just stick them in water. That's an aspect that hasn't really been explored too. Much any of the media and you think it would be is the fact that you know they always show now a lot in the newer stuff you know there's always like a government agency that wants mm-hmm. to experiment on and um you know uh research the transformers and how they work i'm surprised like you don't see like a, like a shockwave with just a bunch of humans and uh, have and just figuring yeah. out how they work you know and just going all fucking frankenstein oh, yeah, mad scientist true. on them yeah. yeah, you know oh. what? In, in any of the media, they haven't done that. That's a really good point, because that would probably be the first thing he would do. I mean, he does that with everything yeah! else. <laughs> he would be like, that's actually, like, he would be the guy to, like, make a human centipede. You know what I mean? He'd yes. be like, well, it, it, it turns out this works. Hey, Megatron, come here, check this out. You're not going to believe what I did. Check this out. <laughs> that's a good point, like, man. Yeah, he'd be putting Carly's head on Spike's body. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, there'd be two we heads. Crazy. We can't even say it's not like they would do like some fucked up body horror because they do. They like do it all the yeah. time. So like... Yeah, but they just do it with robots. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's weird. Psych and Bubble Bee were worried about Carly taking off, so the spy they sent the sky the sky spy out for her and figured out where she was. Ironhide decides uh, right. you know he's gotta go and rescue her. And, you know, we're all sitting there wondering, oh shit, she's gonna drown. The water's you know rushing. Meanwhile, we forget she had just blown a hole to the other side in this thing and Ironhide just swims through this hole grabs her and swims back out why Carly didn't think to do that herself I don't know maybe it was just rushing in too much she couldn't get past the forest and it took a giant robot who knows but he saves her they get to the beach and they're like hey and they see Bumblebee and Spike and they're like we're all good we're all good to go now and then uh, Ironhide gets immobilized and you'll find out that Decepticons are on the beach and Rumble's got the immobilizer and the uh, remote control and he's just got a shitty and grin he just starts pushing the buttons like crazy and just immobilizing every single fucking robot, uh, Autobot that shows up. It's hilarious. <laughs> it is I, like, I man, they get fucking, that first fight, the Autobots get pretty well owned, and then this second fight, man, they get fucked up. Like, this is, uh, it's weird, because, you know, at the end of the last season, they they kind of swing the power balance over to the Autobots, and then, like, they seem to be the better fighters. Sometimes yeah. the Decepticons have other numbers. I don't know what the fuck Devastator is. He'd be very useful for this whole thing, but, you know, whatever. Um... But yeah, and then like now we're back to like the Autobots are kind of bumbling oaks besides Optimus and Ironhide maybe, and they're just getting yeah. pretty lit up. You know what I mean? Like this, both fights they get pretty well owned. Yeah, and of course, who is it but a human that has to save their asses again? Comes exactly. up with a plan, and this time it is uh, the amazing Carly as she uh, comes up with this plan where Jazz transforms and uses one of like what you read about it actually in the what is flat out stated in the first issue of the old Marvel comics that I was reading recently oh, yeah. is that, you know, his special power. Yeah. Is he is able to distract with uh, lights and sounds. And he actually does that here. And as he's distracting the Decepticons, Braun uses his uh, drill, which I don't think we've seen since the beginning of uh, season one. Oh yeah. To uh, tunnel underneath the Decepticons with Carly and bring her up where she then goes up to the immobilizer and uh, just rearranges a couple wires to the point where it stops working, or no, it uh, reverses the process and frees all the Autobots. And, yeah, uh, yeah and 
then that's is that pretty much it? <laughs> well, you oh, see, no, Megatron, laser... Megatron gets shot, and then uh, Starscream. Yeah. This is awesome. Starscream just. Oh, that's right. Yeah, form. Megatron immediately. All he does is get shot and fall to the ground, and Starscream's immediately like, "That's it. I'm in charge." Immediately. Yeah, but then he actually he, he, he steps up and he does pretty well. He like steps up. He's like, "All right." And he gets very aggro. He starts fucking yeah. up all the Autobots. He does very well until Jazz does his music trick, and then that pretty much fucks all of them up. But uh, Starscream, this is the one time he takes over and actually has a good showing there for a few seconds. Yeah. And what happens is um, Ironhide gets his hands, uh, he manages to wrest control of the immobilizer from Laserbeak, and uh, just smashes the fucking thing. Doesn't <laughs> check with Optimus Prime. <laughs> I'm a real jacket. That's the way to go. You figure thing. And, of course, once again, with, with nothing to fight for or steal, Megatron's like, well, this isn't worth it. Let's get the fuck out of here. And yeah. does exactly what Starscream said. Decepticons yeah. <laughs> never do earlier in the exactly. and and, uh, and retreats. And then, meanwhile, back at Autobot base, you know, everybody's uh, happy and healthy, and Ironhide's like, hey, you know, I, can I come back? I want to be part of the gang again. And Optimus is like, yeah, sure. And uh, in the meanwhile, not then... Not enthusiastic. Uh, who is really it? Not like, <laughs> not like, yeah, of course. He's like, yeah, fine. Whatever. Yeah. You get the feeling that Ironhead retires a lot. <laughs> you get the feeling <laughs> this isn't that uncommon. <laughs> I mean, Wheeljack asked Carly how she knew what to do, and she said something that I knew. Uh, she's you know, apparently on her way into MIT, and oh, she God. knew how to switch the ionic whatever's with the with the with the wires and reverse the whatever polarity polarizarity or whatever the yeah, hell it she is. Had a, she had now a theory I'm about how spark this, plug. You know, she mobile, said she always had a. Uh, Always had a theory about how this pretend machine that didn't exist works. I always had a theory. <laughs> if you did this, theory, yeah, yeah. What the fuck? What are you talking and, and, about? Did Bumblebee then and nudges Spike to ask her out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and by the way, at, at point, this point um, of uh, at this point of the show, my notes are pretty disrespectful to the lady. Like this is uh, my last note for this episode: is Spike can't drive, but she can. How old is this bitch? That's the last thing I said. Oh <laughs> well, yeah. Because she says he has to offer emulsified CO2 with lactic acid, which is a, a chocolate soda. And then um, she says, yeah, sure. Yeah. And they go off together. And then it's funny. You see, I think it's like, is it Wheeljack who like kind of like puts his hand on Sparkplug's shoulders and they both kind of watch and they're like, there goes our boy. You know? Yeah, it's weird. But it's, it's weird thing. because we see earlier in this episode that Spike is clearly too young to be driving so much so that a cop pulls him over for it. Yeah. And yet this chick who has her own car is on her way into MIT who yeah. has access to like scuba gear and a boat and all this shit is like the I'm fucking saying, dude. It's like the Valley Girl James Bond of the money Transformers universe decides to just go out on a date with his dipshit kid. Yeah. Because she's he's friends with to, robots. She's on the way to MIT. She doesn't say it was like the first time, you know what I mean? And she's apparently been at MIT long enough to theorize about ex- uh, devices that don't exist yet. But she, she's probably like a junior or a senior, so this, she's probably like fucking 20 or 21 years old. And Spike is yeah. at best 14, so it's gross what she's doing. Yeah. It's fucking gross. It's a, very, it's a very Padme-Anakin sort of relationship, and they, <laughs> and they, and they too end up getting married and shitting out a kid. Yeah, that's true. And it worked out <laughs> great for them, so, you know. Yeah. Angel did not become evil as far as we know. Although, although he did it, although he did need a robot body to move around when he got injured. That's true. He did. <laughs> <Much> um, <like that. laughs> God, yeah. How do you know? Like, how do you know this is fucking mom? Did they mention that in the movie? I. They don't mention. I'm pretty sure she so she shows up in uh, season three. She she shows up in season three. 
Yeah. Okay. She sells seashells up. Yeah. That's fucking crazy, I'm man. Almost... I... Wow, that's so funny. I could I be wrong. I really thought I you were just... Now like... you're making me doubt it. I mean, I yeah, I, like listen, I hope you're fucking wrong. Certain. Now I'm like down to 90, 95. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah I'm just... on T of Wiki. Let me click on her fucking name at the beginning of this thing, and uh, yeah. we'll find out. There you go. And uh, a young woman named Carly introduces herself to the pair. And uh, let's see. So, but that's that's the episode I enjoyed. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she attended MIT and has a gift for chemistry and electronics. She married <laughs> Spike Witwicky and eventually gave birth to Daniel. Wow. Ugh. Oh, well. And, and, and what is that? Is she is she wearing like leg warmers over go-go boots and then the pants are tucked into them or those are socks? I don't listen. I was seven years old when this episode came out. I was old enough to be aware of what people were wearing. I don't remember that being a thing. Whatever the fuck she's got on. I don't remember oh, that being a thing. She's in so many episodes. God I damn it. You? Oh, I man. told you. That is unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> she's amazing so amazing that when she even when she dives you know goes swimming underwater and comes out into the decepticon uh, headquarters her hair is not even soaking and clinging to her scalp she has that nice 80s anime bounce throughout the entire thing it's <laughs> <Which is> great <laughs> wow but yeah I, I could see how you could not you know how carly could be annoying but it's the fucking immobilizer man it's another great We'll, probably our last, well, one of our last great wheeljack inventions. What I think there's one more, like great iconic wheeljack invention. Oh, this that's is true. It. Yeah, this is one of the last ones. Oh man, yeah, this is a. Well, yeah, listen, folks. You know they can't all be winners. You know I'm not gonna like all these. So I, we'll see what happens next week. What do we got? Actually, what is the next one? Let me check. Well, this uh, is weird because we, if you follow TF Wiki, they're going in the production order. But Tubi so, is airing uh, them in in the which they aired. Next two are Island. Island. Ah, Island. That's a good one. Sweet, yeah, dude. that'll be awesome. Yeah, so that'll be fun. What the heck was I gonna say? Uh, the immobilizer episode. Jesus, what the fuck was I gonna say about this stupid episode? Oh yeah, the immobilizer being the iconic sort of uh invention. There's definitely there's two. I have two ideas for uh, drawings or paintings or t-shirt designs or whatever. Because I wanted I wanted to do like some sort of wheeljack. You know, I am obviously the stuff I talk about and that I write the book I just recommended to you. I'm a fan of science and stuff, and I always wanted to do like a wheeljack mad scientist sort of thing with just like him posing with one of his inventions and just the word science with an exclamation point. So I'm definitely going to be doing drawing doing a wheeljack immobilizer drawing or something, and also uh, just Bumblebee at the uh, the arcade game. I think it's awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I just want to. It's an awesome image. It's just fucking. It is pretty great. It's, a, yeah. it's about as 80s as you can get, you know? So, anyway. I was so excited at first. This is a <laughs> thumbs up from Craig, a thumbs down for Justin. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, I don't even. It's, I don't I don't know what got me about it. I'm going to try to be more open minded next time. But, uh, yeah, there's something. This one just fucking. It made me mad the whole time. I don't know what it was, man. It just, I felt like they just kept on. The episode just kept justifying itself. Like, you're just fucking. To, because you're fucking incel, alt-right, misogynist, gamergate, whatever other buzzword hates people. Dirty estrogen ruining my Transformers. It's just, yeah. I guess it was just like the constant the constant reminder of why the episode is happening. Like, the immobilizer will immobilize this thing. It's immobilizing. And I'm like, oh my god, it just fucking took. But yeah, I don't know, man. I'm looking it's been, the uh, instant immobilizer. As yes, he says right. in the beginning, I love it. Like, he's doing an infomercial. The instant temporary <laughs> the handy, immobilizer. Handy, instant. 
That's right. Yeah. Which, by the way, that would absolutely murder a person, I think. Because it would stop, if it stops everything, wouldn't it just, like, kill your brain? You know what I mean? Yeah, your heart, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like I oxygen, I yeah, I mean, that would be, like, a straight-up murder machine. And you're right, it did kill dozens of fish. I mean, like... <laughs> and any other animals that happen to be in there. Yeah, there's a beaver, maybe some otters. <laughs> We're all dead. We're all dead now. Oh, man. Well, on that note... Yeah, so we'll uh, <laughs> see you next time for uh, Dinobot Island, which um, I will probably like more than this one. <laughs> I think everyone will. But, uh, yeah, once again, you can uh, if you want to help us out, and we hope you're all doing, as always, we hope you're all doing safe, uh, staying safe and, and feeling healthy and, and you know doing your best to uh, uh, get through this quarantine sanely and safely. Hopefully we're helping out a little bit with that. And, you know, if you are... Um, Somebody out there considered an essential worker, if you're a healthcare worker, listening to us while you're working in a hospital or something, uh, which I think is very, is very cool. And we're honored if to be in your ear, ear holes while you're do, right. doing that sort of work. But uh, let, let us know. Drop us a line. We'd love to hear about that sort of thing uh, at optpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, also, if you want to support the show again, patreon.com slash Craig Mahoney. Uh, and I will be announcing some new podcasts on the Craig Mahoney Podcast Network coming soon now that i'm finally uh mobile again myself and uh, uh as always you can watch this we're watching episodes on tubi you can listen to the podcast episodes on stitcher spotify itunes and google and uh, uh check us out on instagram at opt podcast and facebook.com slash opt podcast and i think that's everything i think we covered it all so yes. next week dinobot island part one very exciting stuff on an all new Exciting episode of Optimus Prime Time. More than meets your ears. Gosh, it fucking mother.